Welcome to PIWC Tesano. Please stay tuned for today's message. Hallelujah. I believe that we had a good time in our various Bible groups, families. And this morning's teachings is going to be a link to what we studied in our various Bible study groups. So I'm speaking to the topic, the law will go out of Zion. Please check the timing. The law will go out of Zion. And we are taking two scriptures. Obadiah chapter 1. Obadiah is just one chapter anyway. Obadiah chapter 1, verse 17 and verse 21. Obadiah 1, 17 and 21. And Isaiah chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. And I take the Obadiah 1. But on Mount Zion will be deliverance. It will be holy, and the house of Jacob will possess its inheritance. Verse 21. Deliverers will go up on Mount Zion, on Mount Zion to govern the mountains of Esau, and the kingdom will be the Lord's. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. This is what Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the lost temple will be established at the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills and all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go up from Mount Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Now, before we go into this scripture that we read, I want us to look at what Zion represents from scripture. What Zion represents from scripture. Now, whenever Zion is made mention in scripture, one of the things that it represents is the city of David. The city of David. Now, the city of David at that time in Jerusalem was where the palace was built. Where the palace was built. Now, we also had the city of Jerusalem. So, whenever Zion is made reference to, it sometimes refers to the city of Jerusalem. And some other times, it represents the entire Jewish nation. The entire Jewish nation. So there are some scriptures on the screen that will help us. Now, again, sometimes in scripture, Zion represents the millennial Jerusalem. Our brothers and sisters, our Sunday school workers will help us up there. So, it also represents the millennial Jerusalem. And when referring to millennial Jerusalem, we are referring to the time Jesus will come on earth and dwell with us for a period of thousand years. What we call the millennium. 
again, whenever Jerusalem is made, Zion is made mention of, we are referring to the eternal or heavenly Jerusalem or the church. The eternal or heavenly Jerusalem or the church. So Zion also represents the church. Now in the book of Psalms, when Zion is mentioned figuratively, it is representing the city of God or the dwelling place of God. So wherever God dwells can be classified or can be described as Zion. Wherever God dwells can be described as Zion. Now when it comes to the New Testament, Zion refers to God's spiritual kingdom. Zion refers to God's spiritual kingdom. In other words, Zion represents the church. Zion represents the church. Now, I want us to remind ourselves to the fact that the Old Testament is a mirror or a shadow of the New Testament. The Old Testament is the shadow of what is yet to come. And what is yet to come is the New Testament or the New Covenant. So all the references we have made to, as far as Zion is concerned, rest with the church of God. So when you're talking about Zion, within the New Testament context, we are referring to the church, the spiritual kingdom of God. Amen. Now, how do we come to that conclusion? Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 18 to 24. Hebrews 12, 18 to 24. And I'm reading from the NIV. You have not come to a mountain that can be touched and that is burning with fire to darkness, gloom, and storm. Now, what is being described here is Mount Sinai. And the description that is being described here is what happened when God was giving the law to the people of Israel when they were journeying from, the, the, from Egypt to the promised land. They got to a place called Mount Sinai. That was when God gave them the law. And this is what happened. And the author of Hebrews is describing what happened. And he says that that is not where God has brought us to. So I take it again. You have not come to a mountain that can be touched and that is burned with fire to darkness, gloom, and storm to a trumpet blast or to such a voice speaking words that those who heard it begged that no further word be spoken to them because they could not bear what was commanded. If even an animal touches the mountain, it might be stoned to death. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I am trembling with fear. So on Mount Sinai, it is characterized by fear. Because God announced his, his presence in such a manner that people could not associate with God. And the people who were supposed to hear the voice of God said that Moses, we cannot hear the voice of God anymore. You go and hear and come and tell us. That is Mount Sinai. My people of God, that is not where we have come to. Hallelujah. Now let's look at where we have come to. Verse 22. But you have come to Mount Zion. To the city of the living God. The heavenly Jerusalem. So you see, we are seated here, but we are part of the heavenly Jerusalem. Oh, hallelujah. Tell somebody that you are part of the heavenly Jerusalem. 
In other words, you are part of the heavenly family. I am part of the heavenly family, and you are part of the heavenly family. I am part of the heavenly city, and you are part of the heavenly city. Oh, hallelujah. And it continues. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyfully assembly. To the church of the firstborn. Whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God. The judge of all. To the spirit of the righteous made perfect. To Jesus. The mediator of the new covenant. And to the sprinkled blood. That speaks a better word. Than the blood of Abel. So whoever has come to faith in Christ. Has come to Mount Zion. Oh praise the Lord. And on Mount Zion, there is thousands upon thousands and upon thousands of angels who are called ministering spirit to the people of God. We have come to the very presence of God. Where there is no fear, but there is faith. Hallelujah. So whoever comes to Christ has come to Zion, the church of God. And when we gather, and listen people of God, whenever we gather... We, that, we just don't gather as sons and daughters of Zion, but the place we gather also becomes Zion. Let me take that one again. Whenever we gather like this, as we have gathered, we have not just gathered as sons and daughters of Zion, but the place where we have gathered in itself is called Zion. Why? Because God himself dwells among us here. And this morning, I want to announce to somebody here that God is here with us. Oh, God is here with us. God is here with us. And if God is here, it also means that his angels are here. And we are not talking about one angel. We are not talking about two angels. We are talking about thousands upon thousands upon thousands of angels. And I pray that this morning, may God by his angels minister to us. I want you to bow your heads at this moment. We have come to a place of power. We are gathered in a place of power. And I want us to take advantage in the next two minutes. Having gathered in a place of power, whatever you think the power can do in your life, just begin to speak to God about it. Assess the power. There's power in this place. That is what the Bible describes it, and that is what your faith must hold on to. There's power in this place. There's power in this place. And I'm not making the power to be a reality. God himself is making the power to be a reality. God himself is making the power to be a reality. Because it is about him and it's not about anybody. It's that we have come to the church of the firstborn. In other words, we have come to Jesus himself. Just begin to speak to him right now. Just begin to speak to God right now. Begin to speak to God right now. Lord, hata. The power of God should minister to you. The power of God should bring that healing. The power of God should bring that lifting, that, that upliftment, that, that, that restoration. The power of God should cause an effect in your life right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And I want the choir to help me sing we are uh, children of the kingdom. I don't know if I'm getting it right. We are heirs of the Father, 
We are joined heads with the sun. And I want us to sing this song prayerfully. People of God, we are a people of a kingdom called Zion. A place where God himself dwells. We are people of power. The understanding that I just had is that we are a family with a family in heaven. And we are one with a family in heaven. Praise the Lord. We are, one, we are one with God the Father. We are one with God the Son. We are one with God the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, we read two scriptures. Now, from the two scriptures that we read, Three things emerge out of Zion. The first thing that comes out of Zion is deliverance. Because it said, and on Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance. So whoever comes to Zion with a believing heart is bound to experience deliverance. So Bible says that, and the Lord is the spirit, and those who come and wherever the, the spirit of God is, there is liberty. The Lord is the spirit. In other words, Jesus is the spirit. And whenever we come before him or wherever he is, there is what we call liberty. So on Mount Zion, there's liberation. On Mount Zion, there's deliverance. This morning, may you receive your deliverance. Oh, hallelujah. But we must come to Zion, Mount Zion with a believing heart. And I said that this place is a place of Zion. It's a place of power. And if we are here with a believing heart, there shall be a deliverance. Praise the Lord. And I'm saying with a believing heart because Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, And without faith, 
It is impossible to please God. And those who come to him should believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So come with a believing heart. This morning, may God increase your faith in his presence. And may what is available in Zion become your portion. And he said that the deliverance on this Mount Zion means that the people of God shall possess their possessions. In other words, when somebody comes to Mount Zion, the person is transformed to become what God has intended him to be, which includes salvation. So in Mount Zion, our lives, is, or our lives are shaped, our lives are molded until we become what God wants us to be. For as we are seated here, may God begin to remold your life. Praise the Lord. If the enemy might have tempered with your life somewhere, somehow, in his presence, may the creator, the one who created you, begin to remold your life again. Shaping it to suit his purposes for your life. Because on Mount Zion, there shall be delivered, and the people of Jacob, the people of Israel, the church, shall possess their possessions. May you possess your possessions. May you possess your possessions. Hallelujah. The second thing that emerged from Zion is that deliverers ascend out of Mount Zion. So that's the verse 21 that we read. Deliverers ascend out of Zion. So having received deliverance, we are in turn transformed into deliverers. That is why in the year 2022, we are saying that God is raising deliverers who go into this world and go and transform, rescue, and bring to bear the light of God, bring to bear the values and the principles of the kingdom. And this one on the next two weeks, we'll go much into it again. But the third thing that emerged from Zion, really the focus for today, is the law of God goes out of Zion. The law of God goes out of Zion. So that's the focus for this morning's engagement. Now, two things are critical in transforming the kingdoms of the world into becoming the kingdom of our God. Two things. The first is the deliverers who come out of Zion. And the second thing, the law that will come out of Zion. One, deliverance. And two, the law. So from the church, which is Zion, should emerge deliverance. And I pray that God will raise so many deliverers from this church. You'll be part of the deliverers and I'll be part of the deliverers. What are they to do? They're supposed to go into the world and make the kingdom of the world the kingdom of God. In other words, they must bring to bear the values and the principles of God wherever they find themselves. And from the church should come the law of God because it is the, the dwelling place of God. The church should, from the church should emerge the law of God. Why? Because it is the dwelling place of God. Now, I indicated last week, Sunday, that what defines a kingdom are the principles and values of the kingdom. Now, the values and the principles of a kingdom culminate into what we call the laws of the land. 
So in many of our times, or most of the times, the laws of a nation or of a kingdom is a reflection of the values and the principles of the nation or the kingdom. That is why we are against the LGBTQ thing. Because our values as a nation, our cultural values, our principles are both. So the law should not go against the values of the people. The laws must confirm or affirm the values of the people. I hope we are together. Now, one aspect of the law that emerged out of Zion, the church, is what we call truth. So, in the kingdom or in Zion, the law of God emerges. That is from the church, the law of God is supposed to emerge. And I said the law represents the values and the principles of the kingdom. Now, one aspect of the law that emerged out of Zion is what we call truth. So, let's go to Isaiah 59, verse 14 and 15. Isaiah 59, verse 14 and 15. And I want us to read it together. Isaiah 59, 14 and 15. Ready? Let's go. So, justice is driven back. And righteousness stands at a truth has stumbled in the honesty cannot. Let's move on. Truth is nowhere to be found. And whoever sons evil becomes a prey. Interesting. So this is the fallen world being described. Whoever hates evil, rather becomes a prey. Let's move on. The Lord looked and was displeased that there was no justice. So this is the description of the fallen world. And people of God, this is the description of the nation Ghana. If you are in any entity and you want to stand for the truth, you'll be hated. You'll be persecuted. There's so much injustice, there's so much corruption. But people of God, that status quo must be challenged. We cannot continue to allow injustice. We cannot continue to allow corruption. Wherever we find ourselves, we must challenge the status quo of injustice, the status quo of corruption. Because we are there. And people of God, may I say this? The only institution that can challenge this, this state of injustice and corruption is the church. The world will continue to do what the world is crafted for. Because it's a fallen world. But in the fallen world, God has called a people to himself, called the church. And so the only institution that can challenge the corruption and, and the injustice of the world is the church. Why? Why? Because the church is the most powerful institution on earth. Why? Because God himself dwells there. The church as an institution is the most powerful institution on earth because God himself dwells in there. 
And if God himself dwells in there, then we must take opportunity of the power that he provides, arm ourselves, and go into the world and challenge the status quo. And say, no, this kingdom has become the kingdom of our God. The values of the land must be that of the kingdom. Praise the Lord. And so Isaiah 2, the one we read, says that the lost temple will be established. So in the last days, the lost temple will be established at the highest of the mountains. And that is the church. And we are in the last days. So the church is going to be established as the highest of the mountains. And it says that it will be exalted above the hills. And now the hills represent the spheres of society. So the very spheres of society we have, the entertainment, the media, the politics, the governance structure, and all those, the family, and all those seven mountains, what they call the seven mountains. In fact, in actual sense, they are not mountains, they are hills. Because the mountain of God is going to be exalted above all others. And when the mountain of God is exalted, those who call themselves mountains become hills. I hope we are together. I hope it's not a difficult teaching. And it says that it continues in Isaiah chapter, chapter 2. And the many peoples will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord. That is the church. To the temple of God, of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his path. The law will go out of Zion. Hallelujah. So the peoples of the nation, and the word peoples here represent the tribes, the different people of the world. So the peoples of the nations will now come to the, mount, the mountain of God, the temple of Jacob, the church. So let us go to the mountain of the Lord. For he will teach us his ways. So that they will come to the church. And so let us go to the church. For the church will teach us the ways of God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. For the law will go out of the church. So the sons and daughters of Zion carry the law within themselves. They leave the law and by this many come to encounter the law. So we are the sons and daughters of Zion. Now, the law is in us. And we have said one aspect of the law is the truth. It's truth. So the law is in us. And as we leave the law, the people that we meet in our offices, the people that we meet on the street, the people that we meet in the vehicle, they now come to encounter the law. And when they encounter the law, they will say, let us go to the mountain of Zion. Let us go to the temple of God. For he will teach us his ways. There should come to a point in your life where your life will be so palatable to others that they want to know the God that you worship. Your life becomes so attractive. Everything about you becomes so attractive that they want to know where you are coming from. Which church are you attending? I want to visit your church. Because there's something about you that we cannot describe. I want to become like you. And when people say that I want to become like you, it means that they are coming to the temple of Jacob. They are coming to Zion and telling God, God, 
teach us your ways too. May that be your testimony. May that be your testimony. May that be your testimony. May we not sing the, songs, the same songs as the people of the world. May we not act in the same manner as the people of the world. We must walk in the law. The law of our God. The truth of our God. You will say that, oh, oh, in this generation, if you don't do this, you will not make it. People of God, you can still make it. So the law going out of Zion goes beyond the teaching in the church. But rather, those who are taught go into the world to live the law, the truth of God's word. So it's not just the teaching, but those who are taught are supposed to go into the world and to live the truth of the word. And when we go out there to live the truth of the word, it means that the law is going out of Zion into the world. I hope now you understand. So the law going out of Zion is not just a teaching. So I'm just teaching right now. But that is not the end of it. You must go and present what you have been taught to the world. And when you present by your lifestyle what you have been taught here in the world, then we are saying the law has gone out of Zion. May you be a, a transporter of the law into the world. May you be a carrier of the law into the world. The truth of God's word. Now, when we are talking about truth as one of the values and principles, principles of the kingdom of God, the church is the pillar and foundation of the truth. That is why I said earlier that it takes only the church to counter the injustice and the corruption of the world. Why? Because the church is the pillar and the foundation of the truth. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. I'll be concluding very soon. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. Although I hope to come to you soon, I am writing you these instructions so that if I am delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of the truth. So here, the apostle defines the church, which is the household of God, as the pillar and foundation of truth. Jesus, the head and the builder of the church, is the truth. And his word is truth. And so we are supposed to go and leave the word, which is truth, in the world. And when we do that, it means the law has gone out of Zion. Our role as Christians is to embody the truth of the kingdom and teach it to impact our world. And one of the means to teaching to impact our, our world is by living the word. Because actions speak better than what? Actions speak better than what? Yes, yeah, so one of the means by which we teach is by living it, by our actions. Now, there's something I want us to read together. Or whilst I read, you reflect. So maybe I'm reading it, but I want them to push on the, on the, on the, this thing for me. Right. So I'm reading it and reflect on the words. And that's my conclusion statement. As pillars uphold the weight of an edifice 
to which it is attached. Remember, we are saying that the church is the pillar and the foundation of the truth. As pillars uphold the weight of an edifice to which it is attached, so is society upheld by the truth of the kingdom. If the church fails in the discharge of the truth, the pillars collapse and consequently the moral fabric of the society collapses. Every sphere of life will experience destruction. Even the economy is affected adversely when truth falls in the streets. No wonder in this part of our world we are suffering. We are suffering. Why? Because truth is not in the existence. And we say our leaders, our leaders, our leaders are found on the church on Sundays. And sometimes we are referring to leaders, but sometimes we ourselves, what we do out there, is just like the, 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 the lesser of what they do. It's because we are here, we are doing that. When we get there, we'll do the same thing. May God forbid. Oh, hallelujah. So the church must equip her members with the truth so that they will in turn effect transformation and progress in the societies. And this is the possessing the nation's agenda. The law will go out of Mount Zion, but it depends on me. It depends on you. Let's bow down our heads. The law will go out of Zion. The law will go out of Zion. Who will take the law out of Zion to the world? You and I. You and I. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope you have been blessed. Do follow us on all our social media handles at PIWC Tessano. God bless you.